and welcome to the Ministry Focus Worship Essentials Podcast. This podcast focuses on looking into biblical standards of worship and how it applies to us as the body of Christ, as well as talking about issues involving worship in today's church. I'm your host, Brian Foster. Let's talk worship. And again, I welcome everyone to the Worship Essentials podcast, and I pray everyone has had a great week. This week, we're going to be talking about the songs we sing. But first, let's start off with a little bit of the word uh, uh, today. It comes from First Peter chapter 2 and verse 9, and the word says, But you are a chosen generation a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a peculiar people, that ye should show forth the praises of him who hath called you out of of darkness into his marvelous light. You have been given much, a seat at the table of God, forgiveness by the blood of Jesus, counsel offered by the Holy Spirit, wisdom when you ask for it. You are the object of God's affection. He called you and uh, out of darkness into his marvelous light. There is only one response to that. Worship him. The verse I just read calls it declaring his praises. Will you treat these gifts with procrastination and ungratefulness, or will you take every opportunity to work the hardest, pray the hardest, and worship God with all you've got every single day? Let's have a word of prayer. Father, we thank you for this time together. I thank you for those who are tuning in. Uh, Father, it may be uh, uh, the first time that they listen, and uh, or they may have been listening since the very beginning. Father, I pray, Lord, for your blessings upon this podcast. I pray for your blessings upon those who are listening right now. I pray, Lord, that you would help me to speak truth uh, to your people. Father, I pray that you would help me to speak uh, in a way that's understanding and clear. And Father, I just praise you and I thank you for the way you are going to work and bless through this podcast and in the days ahead. And we ask this prayer in the precious name of Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. So not too long ago, I was sent a video that made me start to think about the songs that we sing every Sunday at church or during the week along Life's Highway. The speaker in the video was named Tim Chalice, and I hope I'm pronouncing his last name right, and if I'm not, please forgive me, Uh, but that's about as close as I can get to, uh, to his name. But he brought up a very powerful thought, and that is, when we as Christians worship, do we think about how we sing to God? You know, there are two different kinds of of songs uh, that we sing to God. There are songs of supplication and their songs of proclamation. First, let me uh, explain what songs of supplication are. Those are songs that cries out to God and pleads with Him. Usually it's a psalm that is sung to God as a prayer for help or a need we have in our life. In Psalms 18.6, this verse illustrates uh, this particular song of supplication when David wrote, In my distress I called upon the Lord. And cried unto my God. He heard my voice out of his temple, and my cry came before him, even into his ears. Now remember, the book of Psalms is basically a hymn book that David wrote about what God did in his life. It is filled with songs of 
praise, of proclamation, and of prayer, supplication. And in this, in David's life, he didn't lead a perfect life. Life. Matter of fact, he sinned against God. But no matter what he did as king, and no matter what sin he committed, he always knew where he could go for supplication, where he could go to cry out to God for forgiveness and direction in his life. And this is what this verse really points to. Now, back when I was a kid, now, I'm 57 years old, so this has been quite a while. I was an 80s, 70s and 80s kid, and I still remember when the TV guide was that that you bought in the grocery store that actually had pages to it and had um, listings of what shows came on at what time and on what stations here locally and abroad. But whenever mom would uh, buy a TV guide, she always looked to see when her favorite shows came on, and especially if there was a Billy Graham crusade that was coming on that particular week or weekend. It didn't matter what was on TV. It didn't matter if it was her favorite show, if it was Hee Haw or the Lawrence Welk show or whatever the case may be. It didn't matter if the president of the United States was given a State of the Union address. If Reverend Billy Graham was holding a crusade, that's what was going to be on our TV for that night. And so many, many times I watched the Billy Graham crusade and every time when the uh, when uh, Reverend Graham ended his sermons, Cliff Barrels, his longtime uh, minister of music, always had the choir and the congregation to sing just as I am. The second verse of just as I am says this, just as I am in waiting not to rid my soul of one dark blot to thee whose blood can cleanse each spot O lamb of god i come i come that is a song of supplication in this song just as i am it makes you realize how sinful we are the 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 um the blot of sin that is in our lives and there's only one way that our sins can be forgiven. There's only one ways that our sins can be blotted out, and that is through the precious shed blood of our Lord Jesus Christ. Now, this song to me speaks as a prayer, because when you sit back and you look at the words of just I am, just as I am, especially on this second verse that I just quoted to you, as a sinner someone who is lost and undone without Christ. One cannot help but just cry out to him, just as I am, and waiting not to rid my soul of one dark blot. That's the confession of the sin that's in your life. The rest of the verse says, To thee whose blood can cleanse each spot, O Lamb of God, I come. That's the realization that we know, even as someone who's lost and undone, hopefully someone has preached the word to us, has delivered a word to us, that made us realize we need Christ in our lives. So we cry out, to thee whose blood can cleanse each spot, O Lamb of God, I come. Jesus doesn't want us 
to approach him any other way. He doesn't expect you to be dressed to the hilt when you come for salvation. He expects you to come just as you are, sins and all, and he's willing to cleanse it and clear it up. Now, that's just one example of songs that um, come to mind when I think about a song of supplication. When storms of life begin to buffet you, worship him. And you've heard me say it early on, on earlier podcasts that even in the valley, we need to praise him. Singing a song of supplication, of prayer, of an urgency that you need him in your life. There's plenty of examples, for, and that was just one of them. But when those valleys come and those times, uh, those hard times happen to hit you or buffet you, I know with me in my personal life, I can always recall a psalm that will fit the situation. And if I can't think of any words to say to God, I can sing to him. And it's just like a prayer. And he understands it just as much as I'm talking to you right now on this podcast. So always give him the praise, even in the valleys. Now, let's talk about the songs of proclamation. Now, these are songs we sing to God in joy or thanksgiving. They proclaim who God is and what God has done in our lives. In Psalms 48.1, the Word of God says, Great is the Lord, and greatly to be praised in the city of our God, in the mountain of His holiness. We should always be ready to praise the Lord no matter what the situation, but especially when He has blessed us in some way, shape, form, or fashion. Even when the blessing seems to be far and few in between, we should praise Him for allowing us to wake up of a morning and see a new day dawning. I know that I have been just as guilty as this as anybody else listening. God has blessed me with so much. And a lot of the times we take it for granted. I even heard a, an example one time, and I forget who was speaking about this, but they gave the illustration of waking up in heaven and one of the angels led him to a building that's in heaven. And the angel entered into it, and it was boxes upon boxes upon boxes for as far as the eye could see and stacked as high as you could see. And the the gentleman who was explaining the, the, uh, the dream said he turned around and he asked the angel, he said, what is all this? And the angel explained to him, well, these are all the blessings that God has been willing to pour out that we weren't willing to receive. And that really struck a chord with me. I cannot imagine the blessings that God wants to pour out upon us each and every day that we're not willing to receive. And when he does pour out those blessings, how quick are we, are we to say, thank you, Lord, and then go on about our business and in time forget who gave us that blessing? We should be ever mindful each and every day, even if it's not material things that we are blessed with. If you're able to wake up of a morning in good health, that's a blessing. If you're able to wake up in a warm um, a house, especially now doing uh, it's getting cooler outside, that's a blessing because many people don't have that luxury. Many people wake up with aches and pains so severe they wish they could just stay asleep. But God has blessed us 
in in that way. I know he's blessed in my in, in, in my life with my health, and he's blessed me with a home, and it's warm in winter, and it gets cool in the summer, and that's a blessing to me. But how quick are we to take that for granted and not give him praise every day for those blessings? Now, one of the great praise songs that we sing here at Faith Baptist Church is In Christ Alone. And I wanted to read you the first verse of this as it appears and, and, and as a, uh, how we look at it as an example of praise. The first verse says, In Christ alone my hope is found. He is my light, my strength, my song. This cornerstone, this solid ground, firm through the fiercest drought and storm. What heights of love, what depths of peace, when fears are stilled, when striving cease. My comforter, my all in all, here in the love of Christ, I stand. I tell you, friends, if that doesn't encapsulate what we should be praising him for, then I don't know what does. Because he is our strength, our light in a dark world, our strength when we are weakened, our song when words do not easily come to us. He should be the foundation of what we do every day, not just on Sundays and not just on Wednesday nights, but every single day that we wake up, he should be our cornerstone, our foundation of what we stand upon. Because you know, life is not fair. We all know that. And the enemy will throw things at us that will make us weak and make us doubt and make us afraid. But if we remember where our faith lies in and who it lies in, and that is in Christ alone, then we have nothing to fear. We don't have anything to worry about. Yes, life is going to be life. But we've got a strong foundation to turn to, and that's what this verse says. This, to me, is an encapsulation of praise to an almighty God, to a loving Savior who was willing to come down from the portals of heaven and take on a mantle of flesh just so we could be redeemed of our sins through the blood that he shed on the cross of Calvary. One important point to remember God doesn't need to be rem- uh, reminded about who he is or what great things he has done in our lives, but we do. It goes back to what I just said. How many times has God blessed us with certain things, and we may take the moment to praise him or to thank him for the blessing, but then we tend to forget as time moves along. So what better way to be reminded is through a song like In Christ Alone. And again, there there's several other songs, great songs out there that is full of praise. To God be the glory, great things he has done is one of my all-time favorite church hymns. Just a reminder of how great our God really is. As we sing to God, we proclaim who he is and what he's done and what he requires of us. We also pray to him in our songs that he delights to give to those who ask. There is a need for substance in our songs we sing to God. The richer the psalm, the richer the expression of our praise will be. Now, 
what I'm getting ready to say, I'm, I'm going to direct a little bit toward worship leaders who may be tuning in for the first time or have been listening for a long time. Worship leaders, we should not waste our time singing songs that don't say anything. Pastors spend hours upon hours studying and preparing sermons each week. Why should we as worship leaders plan songs that don't prepare the hearts and minds of our people? I've been to churches before where um, the preaching was great, but the worship left a lot to be desired. It was more about, and I've been guilty of this too, so when, when I say this, I've done some self-examination in the early part of my ministry. Usually I'd based songs upon the tempo uh, or the harmony of the song and not really pay attention to the words of the song and what the song was trying to portray and what it was trying to tell the people who sung it or who listened to it. If the pastor is going to spend that much time in study and prayer in the sermon that he delivers, what should we not be doing or what should we be doing as worship leaders to help him get across the message of the gospel? That's the reason I love my relationship with uh, my pastor uh, here at Faith Baptist. We have an open line of communication. I can plan out a worship service and pray about it and what God has laid on my heart for that particular week. And the pastor may take a look at it, think about it, pray about it, and the Holy Spirit leads him in a different direction, and he can come to me and express to me, hey, you know, Brian, I think we need to sing this song because it kind of fits more into what the Holy Spirit is trying to say through my sermon this week. And that's what needs to happen. We're only as effective as we allow the Holy Spirit to work in our lives. If I mean, it's easy to throw open a hymn book and to pick out songs each and every week for the congregation to sing or for the choir to sing. But it takes that passion, it takes that fortitude to really delve into the Word and what I try to do is I get the pastor to kind of give me the scripture uh, of where he's going to be from on Sunday so I can study it and I can pray about it and get better direction from the Holy Spirit of where the songs need to lead to. Songs of substance. Songs that are not only going to uh, help the pastor in the preaching of his sermon, but songs that's going to speak to the heart and is going to prepare the heart and the mind of that one that's sitting out there and get them ready to receive God's word. So they've got to have that substance. They've got to have that meaning to it. We need to take our time when we look at these songs. And again, we need to really pay attention to what we are giving our congregations to sing and our choirs to sing. And also, we need to really pray over these songs. Like I said, it's easy to pick them and, and just sing them, but pray over these songs. Pray that the Holy Spirit would give you the, the, the direction in the songs that need to be sung that is going to exalt the name of Jesus and that's going to edify his church. And a lot of the times if you do that, even if the pastor... Um, takes his text in a, in a different way, in a, in a different direction, it should still be able to fit and to flow throughout the service. 
And congregants, you also, those who sing out and sing in the congregation, you also need to be mindful of these songs. Be sure you pay attention to the words. And if there's some songs that doesn't speak to you, let your minister of music know. Let your pastor know. Because the only way we're going to be effective is if we have good lines of communication and you tell us, you know, I didn't get any feeling from this song. That way, me as a worship leader or the pastor can work on that and make the worship even better. So, again, songs of supplication, songs of proclam- uh, proclamation. When you're in that valley, praise Him and worship Him. When you're on that mountaintop, praise Him and worship Him. He is worthy of our praise, folks. And He is worthy of what we sing to Him every Sunday. With that, next week, We'll be entering the uh, Thanksgiving holiday on the next um, uh, podcast. So next week, we will focus on praise and worship with a thankful heart. Thank you again for giving me a few minutes of your time today. Until next time, keep a song in your heart and keep Jesus in the center. So long for now. <laughs>